What's up, plebs? Welcome finally to episode two. I apologize that it's been a while since the last episode. I got sidetracked with an article I was writing, which hopefully will be out in about a week. Writing's a lot harder than I thought, and I didn't realize it would take that long. For episode two, I had the opportunity to talk to Coin Icarus, who is currently about to transition to full-time as the co-host of the Simply Bitcoin show. Coin Icarus was amazingly gracious with his time and thoughtful answers. Please note that we did talk a little about comparing different stocks, and this show should not be construed as investment advice. Do your own research. Also, stocks are shitcoins. I enjoyed our conversation very much. I hope you do too. Hello and welcome to episode two of the Emancipated Plebcast. Today we have a very special guest. Joining me is the co-host of the Simply Bitcoin show and the host of the Now in Hiatus Fun with Bitcoin podcast, Coin Icarus. Coin Icarus, thank you very much for joining me on my tiny show. It's great to be able to talk to you again. Oh, my dude, it's absolutely, you know me, I'm, I'm totally humbled. I, I really appreciate it. It's, it's, it's my pleasure. You know, we've, uh, we, we've been chatting back and forth for, for several years now, and uh, it's, it's my honor. It's always great to see you. Um, so Fun with Bitcoin is my favorite podcast all time. And it's not just because you had me on twice. Um, <laughs> I, I really consider it a shiny beacon of positivity that kept things light through some dark price days. Um, and I, I missed your podcast so much, I felt the need to bring you back in podcast form. How you been, man? I, I've been great. It, things are things are changing like like crazy. And in terms of fun with Bitcoin, right? That that absolutely. I started that podcast during the bear market, as as you know. Um, and you, you know, being a, a listener, I think from the start, like you saw, I think like the natural evolution, right? From like mostly Bitcoiner still talking about some shit coins going into full Bitcoin. You know, so like it's like because you can see and that you can hear in that podcast transition, you start on episode one. I, I'm still being a fool. Like in episode one, I'm like, you know what? We still need to know about this technology. It still matters. It's you know? beautiful to see how we evolve. It's terrible. <laughs> I, I want to call you Coin Icarus because you call me Frito. Um, yeah. For example, I know Gigi calls you uh, Coin Icarus during interviews. You know, I feel it's just like out of like yeah. utmost respect. Uh, but it's four syllables. It's hard. I might, might have to call you Phil sometimes. It's okay. You call me Phil. You know what? It's funny. Uh, Caro just calls me coiny. So oh. yeah, that, that, that's a, it's an easier kind of, you know, split in the middle. I'll take coiny. It doesn't bother me, but Phil is also fine. <laughs> I don't know about coiny. Um, yeah, yeah, I know, but it's, I, I don't know. It sounds good coming from Caro. Yeah. <laughs> it's, maybe so. it's a Caro thing. I don't know. For the people who don't know, it's I'm talking about Caro's uh, Zagoras, right? Fellow Bitcoiner uh, does uh, what is it? It's the Bitcoin rehab podcast. That's it. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So, yes. so I just wanted to say to my three listeners out there, it's been more than a month since episode one, and I don't want to be one of those Bitcoin pods that you see just, that just stopped after one episode. Um, but my excuse is I've been writing this article for Citadel 21, and I'm hoping it comes out soon about Bitcoin and medicine. And that's a topic that you kind of helped me start thinking about, you mm -hmm. know, on, on our first pod together. Um, and if you remember, that was a show where I learned to stop saying, you know, at the end of every sentence, and that, that was really cringy. So feel free to delete that one if you feel like it. Nope. No, I, I delete nothing. <laughs> Come on, man. I, I, I delete nothing. There is, trust me, man. I, I, like I said, go back to my first episodes. Those are cringe. You know, those are cringe as fuck. And they're out there. You know, it's for all the world to see. There you go. You can see my evolution from, you know, mostly Bitcoiner slash shitcoiner to complete Bitcoiner. It's all there. Yeah. <laughs> so. well, I, I encourage people to listen to our second podcast. But um, yes. Yeah. The second, uh, they're both great. <laughs> so the article I've been writing is like 13 pages long and I keep resubmitting it to Hodlinat. So if he ever listens to this, I, I apologize for making you uh, get all those emails. 
Um, he's going to get sick of me soon, I think. No, he lo he loves the plebs. <laughs> but, um, but but you can never. But you know what? In all honesty, right? You can never tell with Hoddle or not whether whether he's upset or not. Yeah, he's so, so it's, even it's, keel. It's very this the huh? He's even keel. I heard him on. Uh, yeah, Svesky and Pirate did a, a pod with him, and he's just he's very chill. Yeah, you just can't tell if you're pissing him off. You yeah. know, like you'll, you on Twitter, you'll know because he'll he'll write the words that that express that he's pissed off. But like, if you're actually talking to him, you. <laughs> he, like, he was I telling a story. Uh, Hadlin and I was telling a story where like he almost fought somebody in a grocery store, and as yeah. he told the story, his voice was just like so chill. <laughs> and I was like, I think he's mad it's right like, now. I think this is upset, you know. But um, um, but yes, I, I wanted to talk to you about your show, Simply Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. um, in my opinion, it's the most important show on YouTube, and I'm not even exaggerating. Oh wow! Um, so, so if you're listening and you're not subscribed, stop listening right now and go subscribe. Um, and I think that you and Nico have the highest quality signal, um, on YouTube and, uh, you're presenting current information and you've got the best ethos and, and more importantly, it's always fun. So when I watch you guys, it's like hanging out and like, just like talking about stuff that I, I wish I could talk to my local friends about, you know? Well, you know what? Oh, I'm sorry. Go on. Well, no, I'm done. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I, I was going to say, I mean, like this was, this was the whole thing, right? Like when, so, so Nico approached me, I, I don't, I think it was like last July or something like that. And we had already been talking. Um, we had already, we had already been, you know, he, what was it? He reached out to me a few times about like certain screenshots that I had put out, like for lightning nodes, you know, and he thought they were cool. And, you know, so we would chat back and forth and, you know, and then eventually, uh, I put out a tweet with like, there, there was, I forget who it was that put out the original post. It may have been Dirgigi about like books, right? Like six books or something that, that you love or something. And I chose, you know, these six books that I guess caught his attention. And so he messaged me and was like, Hey, you know, I'd love you to come on my podcast. So we did a podcast together. And after that, that's when he, you know, like, uh, it was maybe even like a couple of weeks later, I think. And Nico's going to correct me if I'm wrong with all my timelines. I'm horrible with timelines. Um, yeah, he messaged me and was like, hey, he's like, you interested in doing a, you know, like a Bitcoin show? And I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I am. Because look, I had been doing the podcast already for like two years. And for the people, and again, I, you know me, like I'm not a discourager. I believe everybody, if you want to create content, I, you don't mind if I swear, right? No, please do. Like, I mean, if you're going to create, con you know, if you want to create content, then like, fuck everyone, make your, make your content. Okay. There is like, we are at a, especially at a time in history right now where everybody could be making this content. It's like, why not? Okay. And the reality is, is that there are listeners out there for all this different types of content. And my whole point is, is that I had been doing it for two years and it got, for me, it, it started to get like it started to feel, um, it, it started to get difficult, you know, like I, I felt like I wasn't getting where I wanted to get with the podcast because at this point I had really spoken to, cause my whole, the whole point of my podcast was just to talk to other Bitcoiners mm -hmm. and learn. And, and it's like all these people that I speak to on Twitter, I wanted to actually have conversations with them. Like that, that's why my podcasts are the way they are. That's why I don't have a script. That's why we just shoot the shit. You know, you were on it twice. Like you had some general ideas that you wanted to talk about, but overall, there is no script, you know, we just go at it and see what happens. Um, and to me that that's what makes things real like that. That's what is real, you know, and it started to become where I had spoken to everybody that I really wanted to talk to. And now I was starting to try to, you know, get people on that uh, in some cases, you know, like uh, I was asked by a sponsor to bring somebody on. 
Um, and I wasn't really that comfortable necessarily with, with bringing that person on, not because of them personally or anything like that, but just because I don't necessarily agree with the, you know, shit coining. So stuff like that, you know, like I just, I, I, I realized for me, I was like, you know what? I'm like, I think I, I think I'm ready to, to, to pivot. And I had seen that YouTube was growing, you mm -hmm. know, like, I mean, obviously I spent more and more time on YouTube and I'm like, you know what? All of these shitcoin channels, like that was the other problem, right? I constantly see all these shitcoin channels and I look at their numbers and I'm like, oh my God, all these people just buying up this hopium. Like, I, I can't tell you how many times even today, right? You'll see, you'll see a channel, you know, some guy telling you that Ethereum's going up 1200% and literally they'll have 224,000 views. Yeah. And the algo <laughs> thinks that you want to see that, of course. I, I, I get exactly. a lot of that. Exactly. Yeah. So, so when Nico approached me to do a show... I was like, I was ready. I was like, you know what? I'm like, it's, it's time to just, it, it's time to just do it and see what happens. And like, why not? You know, let, yeah. let's see. Well, so yeah, that's what I'm talking about is that there's just so much noise over there and, and you guys bring some nice signal, which is rare on YouTube. Um, I didn't realize that Nico had a podcast. What was that called? Uh, I believe it was originally called the crypto creamers podcast. I believe so. He did it with a um, a co-host at one point Sounds or a group dirty. of people. I know, I know, but it was it's a good name, even though I hate the word crypto. Creamer's part is cool. Right. I just it's the the crypto, and that's what I told him. I was like, dude, I'm like, I had to rebrand. I'm like, because look, once upon a time, I was fun with crypto, okay, and my little logo was a dude standing at a lemon stand with a bunch of shit coins, but it was like a giant vat of Bitcoin because right, Bitcoin is the main thing. It was king, and it's yeah. king right now. So, but back then, I still thought that there was a whole bunch of sub positions because I was a fool. So yeah, so anyway, so his podcast was called The Crypto Creamers, and he did that for a really long time as well, doing something, uh, you know, similar, right, like interviewing fellow plebs. And, and I think that people really underestimate that, you know, because there's only so many influencers you can listen to. There's only so many like regurgitated lines that we've all learned. Yeah, that, that you can hear. Well, you some know, of these guys, you know, I've listened to them 20 times, you know, and um, it's, it's better to uh, pivot a little bit and just hear people that are more, uh, similar to you sometimes. Um, I, I wanted to ask you about some of your sponsors, you know, congratulations. It seems like you guys are growing uh, yeah. you tell us about who they are, what services they offer and, and why we should become their customers. Oh, nice, nice. We're going to get dirty. All right. So anyways, here we go. Uh, yeah, no, we have Bitcoin only sponsors. We're, we're glad to say, um, nice. and Anyways, I'm going to I'm going to dive into it. I, obviously, I'm honest. So, you know, I can't just like pretend that things don't happen. But so one of our first ones is, uh, you know, we've got Bitcoin, Bitcoin magazine that sponsors us. But more specifically, it's the Bitcoin conference that sponsors us. Mm -hmm. OK, uh, for un up until the conference. Um, and obviously, for the people who have been to the conference, you know that they have shit coiners there. So there's no hiding it. There's no, you know, pretending that there isn't shit coining that goes Forties, on. There. That's not weather. Right. Mm -hmm. But. What we were told is that they want to make something a little more Bitcoin centric, which was one of the reasons that they approached us, which is pretty cool. You know, Bitcoin like Bitcoin pleb centric, which is cool. And you know what? It's like, all right, we'll you know, we'll give it a shot. Another one of our sponsors um, at, for a time we had Pirate Hash um, uh, Pirate. Uh, but uh, now uh, we have Amber App. OK, um, okay. Amber App is a. Um, it's it's like it's essentially like uh, like Cash App or Swan, right? You could DCA um, and you could just buy Bitcoin, you know, spot right on, and it's Bitcoin only. And not only that, but it's it's run by Alex Vetsky. And for the people, oh, you nice. know, for the fellow 
Bitcoiners, you know, like it's don't get me wrong. But at the same time, you know what you've said to me about ethos, like we respect his ethos. Like sure. he is he is a Bitcoiners Bitcoiner. And like when he approached us, we were completely totally taken aback and humbled like that is just that, that that that's huge for us right like like alex like that that that's huge like he's definitely one of those bitcoiners that from the first start when i got into bitcoin twitter you know he was one of those first accounts that was like pure signal and i'm like this dude he is just raw and he just says what's on his mind i so. i love him he he's he's i like listening to him myself but he's so hardcore that i imagine he might scare normies away a little bit <laughs> yeah. I'm, man, even I get scared listening to him, but I'm like, it's okay. He's telling the truth. Just listen. <laughs> but, um, uh, another one of our uh, another one of our sponsors. Hold on, I got to go through each of our segments. So we went the daily fail. Okay, so the next one is the uh, the meme review, which is sponsored by Citadel Twenty One, right? Which is run nice. by Hodl and Ot and Katia. And there's other people that do a lot of work for Citadel Twenty One, and I suck right now, and I don't know their names, so I apologize. But I'm totally not discounting you people. You guys are awesome, but they are the two, you know, the two that started it. It's their magazine. And again, this is one of those in terms of the Bitcoin space. Like if you're like, look, you know, like I, I know that people have their thoughts about sponsorship and, you know, you're selling out and all that good stuff. And, and I totally understand that aspect of it. But I say if you're going to do something, then you may as well do it right. And to me, having these types of Bitcoin only sponsors like Citadel 21, that is huge. Right. Like that's validation for our platform. And it's also, I think, validation for theirs, because the majority of people that listen to us, if not all, are plebs. Um, so that that's huge, huge respect. Right. In this case, it sounds like two like good actors supporting each other. That seems like yeah. a good thing. Exactly. And um, so moving on from that is uh, the, the news, which is sponsored by Crypto Cloaks. You know, Rick. You know, Crypto Cloaks. Like, yeah. I mean, again, right. Rick, Rick sponsors the plebs like he's awesome. I've uh, ordered from him, and I, I heard a really nice interview he did with Elsie Hoddle one time. Um, and he was one of the guys that you encouraged to do this, too. That brings it around full circle a little bit. Yeah, I, of course, absolutely. Like, Elsie, all, I, again, man, you know, it, it, it's worth it. it. It's totally worth it. Somebody out there, okay, even if it's just, I know it sounds totally corny, but I don't give a shit. That's just who I am, and you can make fun of me. But... For me, it's all about like one person, right? Because like for me, when I've heard a message, I was that one person. It didn't matter that hundreds of thousands of other people heard what, what that person said. The point is, is that I heard that message mm -hmm. and that's all it takes. So, but anyways, um, out of my corny philosophiness, uh, moving on to the, so Crypto Cloaks, right? Rick, 3D printed good stuff. Like yeah. does the shells for the lightning nodes. Rick sponsors Bitcoin only podcasts. I, I can't say enough about, about Rick. He's been with me from the start. He loved fun with Bitcoin. He sponsored. He was my only true sponsor on fun with Bitcoin. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and I, those, uh, sneaky little shells to, for hiding the hardware wallets. That's right. And he makes all kinds of cool 3D printed stuff. And he's what got, you know, him and Lamy. Okay, and uh, art by design. These are the guys that, that really got me into the 3D printing, right? And that's why I have a 3D printer. And that's why sometimes I pretend to 3D print. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I printed quite a few things, but still, I consider myself a pretender, you know? You made me some cool stuff. I know, but still, I'm still, you know, it's not the same thing. Those guys make cool stuff. You know what I mean? Those guys make <laughs> cool stuff. Um, and uh, last but not least is um, CypherSafe. Okay. okay, so CypherSafe makes um, steel backup wallets for your for your seed. So, okay. I mean, don't get me wrong, but us as a Bitcoiner, you're going to have a steel backup. 
may as well support an actual Bitcoiner. You know, mm -hmm. like he's a fellow pleb, they're fellow plebs, and at the same time, they make an indestructible product or a nearly indestructible product. I don't know the entire technicals of it, mm -hmm. you know, but I know that it's so, it's high it's highly rated. <laughs> what are they doing? They're engraving the seed words. So they've got, you know what, I can actually show it to you, but the listeners won't be able to see it, but I actually have one of their wheels right here. Okay, so what you do is, is that you slide each letter into one of these slots. Okay, okay. and you could put, you know, like the first four letters of each word, and then you move to the next slot and you do the same thing. And then oh, yeah. at the end, when you're all done, there's one slot here for a lock. Hold on, you know, there's like a slot for a lock. I can't find it, but anyways, then you can like lock it with like a Dudley, you know, or something like that. You know, like a padlock. Anyways, cool. yeah, I'll, and they're also making I'll another one, like out. a grid safe, I think. Anyways, so look, they're Bitcoin only companies. This is why we went with them. Um, you know, again, some of them, it, it, you know, some of them it, it's just temporary. You know, they're just trying us out to see how it goes, um, you know, but hey, we, we hope that they're going to find value in, you know, like in us telling people about their products. And at the same time, you know, we hope that, you know, they're giving they're giving value as well. Right. Like, you know, Citadel 21, those are limited issues. And, and those are actual articles written by plebs. Those are not influencers. Those are not a whole bunch of people paid to write a bunch of crap. These are plebs that decided to sit there and say, you know what? I want to write this down and I think it's important to me. Yeah, you know? it's, it's an amazing opportunity to be able to express yourself about things that you've been sitting around thinking about for years and you don't really have a, a forum for it. And um, you, you realize just how much work um, Katia and Hadlanat put into that. Yeah, um, man, it's... I. I remember before they did it, you know, like I, I, I was like, you know, when they had just the online zine, I was like, I would pay for this, by the way. I go, if you would make a, a hard copy of this, I go, I would pay for it. And Hoddle and Ott was laughing and like, I, I, and you know, but I knew they were already, they were already going and that, that's why he was, see, that was one of those times where he showed his emotions and he laughed. Okay. Wow. And, he was, and so that means he was already on his way. You, you and, had a special course, connection with him then. No, <laughs> I'd love to believe so, but you know, it's just a fellow Bitcoiner and I, we respect each other and I love, I love what they do. You know, yeah. like I, I think it's awesome. Even when he did the lightning trust chain, I thought that that was super cool. We were, yeah, that was a hall of fame move. Right. And we were friends even before that, you know, like we would, you know, we would chat before that. I remember the first few times I'd see his tweets on Twitter. I was like, this is one of those people I want to have on my podcast. He was one of those people I knew I wanted to talk to. And I remember the first time I approached him, I don't even think he had ever gone on a podcast. I believe that my podcast may be the first one he has ever gone really? on. Yes, I could be mistaken, oh. but I may be correct. And it might even be said in the podcast. But anyways, I mean, that, that um, lightning trust chain was like such a major event that people don't realize the significance of, um, you know, just being able to pass value around like that and, and like, you know, losslessly, uh, you know, all over the world to all these different countries that supposedly, you know, we're not free financial countries. Um, people don't talk about that enough. And I feel like that's kind of the, the thing that will be in textbooks. It's Sunday. It will. It, it'll it'll definitely be written down someday. It's part of history. I mean, you know, we you know, as we like to as, as we were saying, you know, we were transferring value all around the world without any permissions. Yeah. And yeah, you no, see how it was working. It was totally working person by person. It didn't require any third parties or anything like that. It was um, and, and when I say third parties, I'm, I'm talking about banks. Of course, some people did use, you know, to be honest, some people did have custodial wallets. Right. <laughs> so. But, can't um, be a bullshitter you know it's like you, you know it's like 
that that's part of being a Bitcoiner, you know. It's we can't we can't paint it all rosy, you know. We we talk about the trade-offs, we talk about the reality, and that's what gets people into arguments. <laughs> so. Well, I'm glad you have so many good supporters. I, I think you two deserve it, and and I hope that keeps growing for you. I appreciate um, it. But but speaking of growth, I saw that you two were added to the roster of Bitcoin TV, and I wanted to ask you about this. Mm. Um, yes. This is Outside looking in, it makes sense that you were included. Like anything that calls itself Bitcoin TV needs to have simply Bitcoin on it. Um, but but what is Bitcoin TV? Uh, who started it and what's it for? Okay, so you know what? I believe, okay, I don't know the entire details of it because Nico did a lot of that aspect of it, but I know it's Matt O'Dell and somebody else, and I do apologize to that somebody else that I don't know, but I, I know that Matt O'Dell is one of the people um, that are involved in Bitcoin TV. And I believe... And again, I could be mistaken. It it was started so that, you know, the giant censorship machine can't stop everything, right? So we kind of wanted to have a source, you know, there, or there kind of needed to be a source where you could get all of this material. So, yeah, you know, so, like that's... So for people that are in uh, what, regions where they can't get YouTube freely, they could go there? I mean, they could go there, right? But I mean, most of that material is available still on other platforms. I, I guess it was just, it's kind of like almost like a backup, but at the same time, it's curated Bitcoin content. So if you don't mm -hmm. want to deal with any other bullshit and you just want to look at Bitcoin only content all the time, right. you could just go there, you know, it's like, which is fantastic. Place to refer your friends to. Yeah. Um, and, and at least, you know, if you're referring them there for the most, you know, you, you know, like you, you know, that they're getting access to quality Bitcoin material. So how do they monetize that? That's a great question. I, I don't know. I just, yeah. I was wondering if it was like a subscription. We don't, I mean, I, I know that we don't pay for it or anything like that. I, I know yeah. that they host, um, but it's all of our material. Um, to my knowledge. Yeah. I, I mean, I am like 99% sure we don't, you know, there's, we're, we're not paying anything for that. I, I believe that they're doing it. I, yeah. I'm not sure how they monetize, to be honest. Yeah, I just don't want to be misleading, you know. I just don't yeah. know. In, in theory, it's, it's it'd be great to have kind of that Bitcoin information move over to somewhere that's not censored. YouTube. So it's good that you're talking about that because YouTube is a little bit of a censorship machine. Um, a lot know, of words we, you guys can't say. Yeah, there's a lot of words we can't say. You'll notice also that we had to change our ad format, you know, to something like even though it's still not annoying, okay? Because that like that that's kind of key, right? Like, let's be honest. Every single one of us has watched television. We all know exactly what it's like to watch ads. We all know that commercials are horrible. So the thing that the, the key about an ad is truly that, you know, it should just pass by and you can move on. Okay. You shouldn't feel that it's dragging you in. And that's to me, like when that, that, that's when you start to loathe what you're watching and YouTube forces you into that corner, making like punishing the listeners and the viewers. Like they put a lot of, you know, and again, it's because of their monetization. So you, and again, we're talking about incentives, right? Mm -hmm. They can't do this to their advertisers. So like, if you're going to have like us, right, we, we don't do YouTube promotions right now. Okay. So we have our own, as you've mentioned, our own sponsors. So we have to include, there's a little thing that says included, uh, and includes paid promotion. And like they, they have all these restrictions. They can't take up the full screen. It has to be your voice. It has to be a certain amount of time. Like it's like all these little things that add to the annoyance factor. Mm. So we just we we essentially just cut it to the bare minimum of what they ask for to fall within the regulation. Mm -hmm. And that that's, you know, so, yes, the censorship machine is pretty bad. That's another reason why we're also on Rumble. 
as well. Oh. We also Nico started to upload to Rumble. Um and Rumble is kind of like considered to be a, you know, a right wing type of, you know, website, you know, for libertarian and stuff like that and, you know, freedom oriented people uh, apparently that's Oh, my uh, apparently disappointed I didn't know that. I you know what though, but you know, you know what kind of anyways, not that I want to get into politics, but the whole entire, you know, like right, left wing, all of this stuff like it it's the most to me it's the most psychotic thing in the world we're all being fucking used it doesn't Agreed. matter it doesn't make a difference like i don't care what color the politician is on the side of i don't care about their pin their allegiance their allegiance is to themselves and money and that's it and power it yeah. doesn't matter this, we're, we're all just being played this is all just division tactics Anyways. yeah so we're not focused on the money which is the problem bingo um, Keep the noise up. Hopefully, so, yeah. Yeah, so hopefully we can get more a... signal about that. So what's next for Simply Bitcoin? Where would you like to see your show go from here? Um, okay, so we're we're definitely, so look, uh, you know, like I'm going to be hopefully moving into doing this full time, you know, with with Nico, nice. because as you as everybody can see, you know, we put out daily content and it's, you know, it now we've gotten to the point where it merits, it definitely merits like 100%, you know, from, you know, from myself as well, right? Like he can yeah. only... You can it's, only pull the show for so long. It's not um, just you guys like sitting around talking too. It's high production no. value. So we, I mean, obviously we pretty much dig, you know, throughout the day and, and people, I, I got to give a shout out to all the fellow plebs, right? Uh, you know, like uh, there's, you know, there's, I don't know if I can, can I do like a little shout out reel of like plebs, right? Like do whatever you want. That give us stuff. Okay, cool. So there's, okay. So there's ICO Sonat. Okay. There's, uh, Neurosploit, there's Vmailer, um, there's Darthcoin. Um, Is that a shitcoin? No, no, he's not a shitcoiner at oh, all. Okay, he's, he's yeah, no, it, he just he he he's got an awesome Darth Vader avatar. Nice. Um, I, I feel terrible because I'm definitely missing like uh, there's, um, oh my gosh, uh, Copernicuson, right copernicus son like uh, anyways there's a whole bunch of great plebs that tag us you know as as often as they can and i do apologize for all the plebs i'm not naming i just i can't i'm look i'm 42 my memory's slipping i apologize okay um but like well, all you these can't plebs, name them all i can't i can't name them all but they help us out all the uh -huh. time and essentially they tag us and we curate almost everything that they tag us in because we can't really do use everything unfortunately um and there's that plus i also have like different feeds that i connect to as well like i've mentioned like one of them is uh crypto panic which is an app you can install i hate saying the word crypto it's so garbage it just sounds so stupid it does like when you say it you, you just i think hodl not tweeted this um and it's true it's totally true when, when you say it the word after crypto, i tweeted it though you feel oh really okay i that that kind of makes sense um it's foolish, right? Like you just feel like a fool. Like you, you feel like one of those guys, like, you know, like, how's it going fellow kids? You know? yeah. <laughs> it's, anyways, but yes, you know, so My we scour, go through all this information. We do not collaborate. That's so again, right? We are reckless plebs. All we do is get our own stuff together and then we meet up every night and then we paste our links into like general show notes so that like, you know, we have the source material because we reshare it with everyone. It's important that everybody sees our source material. Right. Um, and that's it. So like we find out on the moment what it is that we're talking about. Like, I know what I'm talking about. He knows what he's talking about. 
I have no clue what the memes are going to be like. Really? It's just, and we just throw it together on the spot. So there really is, there's no scripting. Like the only scripted part, quote unquote, is that we have our sponsors. Okay. Like that's like technically the scripted part because that's the part that we know for a fact that information is all the same. You oh, know, the cool. only thing that changes cool. is the way that we, that's the other thing. We don't have a script for the actual sponsors. Like we do our own we just do our own thing. Like we pick and say whatever, whatever we want. So, so it's part one of our constant thing. on your show is the uh, uh, what do you, rating the memes, right? So, That's right. So do you and him make that up on the spot or are you kind of prepared when you go in? Okay. So at this point, I've run <laughs> out of crap around me. Okay. Like I, I've like my whole little lab area, like I've pretty much shown almost like without starting to show like, you know, drills and you know, saws, I, I've run out of stuff. So yes, we just come up with it on the spot. It's whatever's around us. And and to give the background to it, it's the meme Hilarious. lords. It's the meme lords that came on our show way at the beginning and we were giving number ratings. So we were all like, you know, we, we were rating their memes and everything. And Nico's like, oh, I give that an eight. And I'm like, oh, I give that like an 8.2. And then like Greg goes and gives it like a potato or something. <laughs> and we're like, what? <laughs> And then it just, it dawned on us. We're like, because we, okay. So the whole thing about the memes, okay. I have to back up. I have to explain the, the history of okay. it. The point of the meme review is because memes are so incredibly important in society. I mean, hieroglyphics are memes. Okay. Like it, it's just like, we, this is a meme world. So we have to have the meme review. Like that was just an integral part of it. Um, it was, it, it's just a no brainer. So, but, um, the rating system was always BS, even with the numbers. Like, we have no idea what we're doing. I have no certifications. I've got no creds. You know what I mean? Like, I, like we didn't go and, like, you know, like, there, there's no validation behind this. We're just making shit up. So, you know, like, we have, the, we have the, the meme lords on, and then they totally flipped the script on us, and we're like, wait a second. We're like, that's freaking epic. We're like, the, the scores are meaningless. Like, why not just be anything? So that's it. So it could be a number if you want. Sometimes people choose random like, oh, a taco. And then Nico has to go and pill up a picture, of, you know, like a picture of a taco and put it up in, in the video. So, yes. So, sometimes so I that's watch. what happened to the meme review. You huh? have a special guest on. And it seems like the guest doesn't understand that this is coming. And, you know, they look around. They like pick up like a paper clip or something. You're like, oh, come on. This, you had one shot at this. Like <laughs> you could have done something epic. So, look, <laughs> we do give them a rundown of the show right before the show. So that they 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 do know, um, but I think that people. So it's kind of interesting, right? Like we've had a few instances where where people come on the show, and like they don't know, they don't know what the fuck is happening for like twenty minutes. For like twenty minutes, they're just like these two idiots, you know. And then finally, they get to a point and it clicks, and they're like, "This is kind of interesting." You know, like for real, I'm, I'm not joking you like we've had, you know, like we, we, we've had some people, some some serious Bitcoiners, you know, that 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 came on, you know, that were like, you could see the look on their face. They were yeah. not impressed. Well, I, they, I did they, it one time. I, I'll, I'll admit it's a challenge to keep <laughs> up. You, you guys talk about stuff that's so like uh, topical, you know, and current, mm -hmm. you know, you could be in it for a long time. But if you don't know what's going on like that week, sometimes I don't, you know, that that could be a challenge. But see, again, right, this is why we wanted to do all these segments. You know, mm -hmm. another reason is because we wanted to give all these pieces and it, it it's terrible when it's a total mashup 
and and you're getting it all in one shot so this way you have the different segments you split it up you know it it's like a it really is like internet tv but you know i think for bitcoin only <laughs> so yeah it's, it's fast paced i mean and that, that's a good thing because it, it goes by fast when you're watching it that's important actually if it goes by fast when you're watching it that means that we're actually doing a that, that means that we're doing good because if if you if you have to look at the clock and you see that you're only five minutes in, that's not good. It's a bad sign. Yeah, that, oh, that's, no, that's uh, a bad sign. Yeah, it's uh, but it's, it's entertaining for sure. Um, I appreciate it. I mean, look, again, part of it is that we have to have fun. So for us, like the whole thing about like another important piece to the show is that if we're not doing stuff that we find fun, Mm -hmm. then we're not gonna we're just not gonna have fun doing it and people can tell that that's the other amazing thing about youtube um something that i learned is that um people really appreciate they they appreciate genuineness and and they, they appreciate authenticity um which is something interesting because the television world teaches you something very different being an 80s child you you learn that it's not about authenticity nobody gives a shit it's if anything it's a uh, um it's a novelty act right like we had like big brother and the real world and stuff like that and we, which is more 90s uh, the real world but um still um or early 2000s i'm that old i have no idea but you know like the genuine like that that authenticity was was like a, a a comedy to be marketed and and on youtube it's it's something to be it, it's actually important and it matters to people i know it matters to me when i watch youtube videos so mm -hmm. anyways going back to the original point it's important for us to be authentic so if we're not having fun then mm -hmm. it's not fun plain and simple so do you think having the video uh uh demonstrates that more like people can see the authenticity better with the video added that's a good question yes i would say overall because it satisfies another you know like when you're listening to something sure you can pick up tone right like there is tone in people's voice mm -hmm. um so there is that that layer of um i i guess you'd say um minutiae right like there's that layer of detail but in video you not only get the tone but you get the visual as well so you can actually see the physical reaction of the person um but i do have to say um having spent at least my first two years of bitcoin sitting in bumper to bumper traffic um i i can honestly say that podcasts made my life a lot better and i learned so much about bitcoin mm -hmm. listening you know listening to people like guy swan and and you know tftc back then so the thing yeah. that struck me the most about your your show was that one time I came on, we were hanging out afterwards, just talking on the video, and you two didn't change. <laughs> you were just both like the same people on and off, <laughs> and I found that interesting. Yeah, because like that's the thing, right? Like we're not look, you know, it's it's corny, right? But we're just we're not fucking around. Like we're just we're two Bitcoiners, and we want to talk about Bitcoin, and we want to put stuff up that that's funny that we find entertaining, yeah, and, so and and so like this is the stuff we genuinely want to talk about. You know, so it's it's great. It, it totally works out. The last and time you and I did a pod, it. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, I just said I, I think people feel it for sure. Um, so you and I did a pod at the end of April, and and the price had crashed to forty eight thousand dollars, and I was complaining about eating ramen noodles and bugs, and it, it's recovered, and it seems to be tracking this four year cycle thing pretty well, and that, that's kind of tingly. But the price isn't really like the story. There's other things going on, um, and I know you're not 
technical guy, like we, we've always talked about being philosophical, but, but this, we got this taproot thing kicking in soon. I know nothing about it. Is, is there a way you could tell us about the basics of that? Um, I mean, I, I'll, I'll do my best, but for sure, if people really want to know, you, you got to go find Ben the car man. Um, mm -hmm. there's a, if you want to go even look, I hate to show my own crap, but simply Bitcoin, go look for the Ben the car man episode or the taproot episode with him. He totally breaks it down, but essentially look, okay. What we get is more security and, uh, more scale, uh, more scalability. And, um, what we get also is, uh, some space saving in the, in the actual Bitcoin blockchain itself. So we can batch transactions. Okay. Um, which is very important. And that also, not only does it save space, but at the same time, it also um, offers more security because those batched those batched transactions now into the blockchain they get a unique ID and it makes it more difficult to um, essentially to undo that trail. And if I'm also not mistaken, uh, people can correct me if I'm wrong. They can comment on your your Twitter. But we're moving from ECDSA to the Schnorr signature algorithm, hmm. I believe. No, no nobody's so gonna comment on my Twitter. Oh, okay. Well, still, if they do and they listen, they're going to be like, they're going to be able to tell me if that's correct. But I'm almost 100% sure because we covered this very recently. So that okay. that that so essentially that change is what is one of the things that brings about this mm -hmm. ability to do the space saving and the added security. So we're talking about space saving on the main chain, right? Yeah. So so we've always been talking about how lightning solves the transaction problem. But now we're going to increase the bandwidth on the main chain. And, and Bitcoin by far is already the most secure and now we're gonna make it more secure. So they're almost like problems that we didn't need to solve, but it's gravy, is that true? That's an interesting take, I like that. Um, is it, is it, you know what, to a certain extent though, if you think about it, we can handle, because we can save space, we can technically handle more transactions. Mm -hmm. So, really that adds a layer of scalability to the Bitcoin base layer without having to change yeah. our, but, you know what I mean? Without having to change our, our cap or without having to change our block size. And, and go through that whole going to be like a settlement layer though, right? Oh yeah. No, no. So look, don't get me wrong. Like I, I, I believe that, you know, at the end of the day, right? Bitcoin is always going to be a settlement layer lightning. And, and I believe that this is one of those technologies on the base layer that is going to allow um, lightning to do more. So that, that's the way I see it. Um, I, I think that this is okay. great technology in the base layer to help lightning. Cool. Cool. But if we make Bitcoin better then what will we need shitcoins for? It's a very good question. You know what? I hate answering with a question, with a, with a question, but what do we need shitcoins for now? Um, we can, we can go buzzwordy on this one. <laughs> yeah. We can. There's a lot of buzzwords we, we, we can throw out there that don't mean anything. Decentralized finance. Right. Uh, Liquidity pools. My governance tokens. My buddies in my neighborhood tell me I need to keep a more open mind about this stuff. Ah, indeed. Of course, of course. We are the closed-minded, toxic... That's usually when I start drinking more. That but. don't understand shitcoins, right? We, we just don't understand it. Hey, look, you know my story. Like, it's like, I, I come from shitcoining. I come from losing tons of money on shitcoins. Look, these stories, they're, 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 they're wonderful. They're fantastic stories. I love, look, the white papers. I never had so much fun. When I started, there was 1,200 shitcoins. There are 14,000 now. 
Okay. I read a significant portion of those white papers. I classified them all by, by market cap and stuff. Dude, I did so much mental gymnastics to create narratives for myself to find the quote unquote next Bitcoin. And all I did was find Bitcoin. That, that's all I did. I, I ended up, right? Like, th- this is what happened. So this bu- this business about open-minded, what they need to understand, what these people need to understand is that mm-hmm. your technology, that technology, doesn't need to be its own money. It simply needs to be technology. And if its merit is worthwhile, it'll get ported into Bitcoin and it will add value. And the people who develop it will gain mm-hmm. value as they as they should for the technology that they create. But when they sell you a token... They're scammers. They're fucking scammers. That's what they are. When they sell you a token, they're scammers. For sure. The, the annoying part is that we're going to be in this bull market, I'm thinking, the next couple of months, and everybody's going to be a genius, right? So the shitcoiners are going to be doing now. victory laps. They're already doing victory laps. They, they already, you know how it goes. You get the percentage bias. Bitcoin, Bitcoin only did like, Bitcoin only did oh, like, right. you know, 200% right. this year. You know, my shitcoin did 1,500% in the last two months. Yeah, the, the we'll talk, we'll bear market brings us all back together, though, right? The, the, in the bear market, everybody's a Bitcoiner. I, you know what, Ralph Paul. I mean, don't get me wrong; he was a shitcoiner to begin with. But it was so funny in the bear market to see him all this Bitcoin only stuff, and we were like, "Dude, weren't you just shitcoining as we were like about to tank?" Oh, I just saw a video on YouTube. Speaking of the algo, with him and Vitalik doing an interview on Real Vision, I was laughing. I was like, "This Dude. is what YouTube thinks I want to see." Um. <laughs> but um it's, i was gonna say it's just such a scam like we, we even just showed on, on simply bitcoin the 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 one of the there's three executive members to, to the ethereum foundation board one of them is an amc uh, is a uh, sorry an aml kyc compliance like specialist so we understand why ethereum gets left alone okay mm-hmm. and another and i forget it's like peter something i, I don't remember his name um, and the other one is Aya Magushi or something like that. She, she's part of the world economic forum. So when you, you know, like tinfoil hat time, like mm-hmm. when we sit here and we talk about the, you know, you will have nothing and you will be happy stuff, make no mistake, their ESG narrative, their total shit coining, they're wanting to move to proof of stake, all of this crap. The fact that the majority of their nodes are all run in the centralized crap, which is AWS, which can be shut off by a third party. Yeah. This is all this it's, is all a giant scam. It doesn't change anything. It's the fiat package just rewrapped. That's right. That's right. And and you know what? And they they pull this nonsensical, psychotic, inclusive bullshit. Hmm. Listen. Oh. Kind of like everything else. Everybody wants you in on the scam, right? Everybody wants you in on the scam. Don't get me wrong. I don't give a shit if you buy Bitcoin or not, right? It's like like, let's be honest. It's like, you know, we, we have people that we talk to about Bitcoin and, you know, I've had people at work sit there and like, I have one guy, you know, like there was one person, uh, you know, at the office, the, you know, the chef, uh, you know, he was, he was laughing and he's like, this guy's trying to get me to buy Bitcoin. I'm like, no, no, dude, I'm not trying to get you to buy anything at all. Don't buy Bitcoin. Like, but they, they don't understand this about us. Like they, like everybody gets it when they deserve it. Like we, we don't care. Doesn't matter. Well, <laughs> if I'm talking to you about Bitcoin, that means I care about you a little bit. So I kind of want you to buy it. Right. If, if I truly didn't care, I wouldn't even be talking about it. Probably. It's a good point. That's a good point. Um, you know, although but I'm trying to remember, I think he started talking to me about crypto first. Yeah. <laughs> you got triggered. You no, know, it was, it, yeah, it was one of those things. And then somehow it became, I'm trying to get him to buy Bitcoin. It's like, yeah. Okay. 
it's tough though too. I mean, may, maybe what I said was incorrect because because it just for me, it, I guess it comes out in small talk too. You know, oh, I hate this issue, and I'm like, well, this is, here's what I know about this issue, and then it goes to Bitcoin. So I don't know. <laughs> Bitcoin really does fix this, right? You know, this is the, the, the that's you know that that's kind of the thing. But you know, going you know going back to the you know going back to that whole thing, like it, it doesn't you know it doesn't really matter in in shit coins, right? It's just everybody, everybody wants you to buy their bags. Right. And, and they it, like it, it like that. That's really what they want, you know? So they sit there and it, it, it acts like it's all kumbaya and it's like, oh, join us. And it's great. And we're going to change this and that. But just saying that you're going to change this and that, and that you're going to make the world a better place. But the basis of what you're trying to do this with is part of the problem. Now mm -hmm. you're, you're not changing anything. It's a scam. Well, it's, it's that a self-enriching scam. Sorry. If you can control it, it's just an extension of the fiat system. Well, exactly. And that's exactly what can happen. And we've already, I mean, look, we've, we've destroyed this thing, you know, time and time again. But unfortunately, people come because they get fooled by the unit bias. They get fooled by the, the tech narrative. You know, they get fooled by the partnership parade. They get fooled by all the fancy names that come around and shilly shit coins like Ashton Kutcher and, you know, the cubes. Right, everybody loves the cubes. Mark Cuban. Oh, I, th I thought you were talking about pots. the. Uh, oh gosh, what what kind of cubes, metal cubes, are people buying now? Um. Oh my God, tungsten. Oh yeah, yeah. It's the tungsten cubes. Um, I don't understand how people get fooled by Ethereum and they're they're trying to use it as money when it actually has like no limited cap. Like I find it's it's crazy that people even go there. Like there's not a limited supply that's been declared, but you want to use it as money. That's kind of weird. You know, this is, this is the thing for some reason, they don't seem to think that that matters because they don't understand what's broken with our money now. Right. And, and like, that's, that's really the, that to me is, is the main problem, right? So they, a lot of the, you know, a lot of these Ethereum people, they talk about the ultrasound money and it's big money and it's, you know, this and that. But the base layer of it, as you just said, can't be verified. And not only that, it can constantly be inflated. Yeah. Or changed. 18 million or rolled or, back. Or changed. That's right. And and oh. they and they do this, they do this charade, right? This illusion, right? Like you saw recently, they burned. They I don't know if you saw that recently. They yeah. burned eight hundred thousand tokens. You burn a token who, who in cares? an infinite supply. Like that's silly. Like, who cares? Well, what, what does it make it? It's shenanigans. And people sit there and they're, they look, you want to believe, right? You want to believe it, it, it costs less. I can get so much more unit bias. Everybody's so welcoming. They say good morning. They say good night. But right? they got these marketers that are, you know, promoting it and making a lot of money, um, drawing an audience, doing it and people fall for it. Look, they, they, they don't realize, you know, it, and unfortunately, this is what we say all the time in Bitcoin wrecked is the only teacher it, it it really is look for the people that are smart enough to see the mistake that they're making and get out good for you like props to you mm. but for the majority it's wrecked yeah unfortunately yeah. Uh, the people that lost that what 150 million dollars in the dow hack didn't get wrecked like they should have um but they probably will eventually one can hope <laughs> you know so, um, you know, on a positive note, outside of price and taproot, like what's going on in Bitcoin that's good right now that, that your, your opinion is, is true signal? 
Hmm. That's a good question. Yeah, it's, it's a loaded you know question. What? It is It is a bit of a loaded question. I mean, okay, look, how about this, right? I, I see a lot of new Bitcoiners coming to the space and, and they are and they are immediately hardened toxic maximalists. Like right. immediately they're like, it's Bitcoin only. I understand all the rest of this is bullshit. So that's one thing that that is to me like some good signal. And credit um, to you and people like you and Nico that are making that happen faster now. Uh, I I totally appreciate it, but man, it's it's all of us. It's it's all of us plebs, like you know, constantly fighting the you know the good fight. You know, I I know people think that it's meaningless, you know, but at the end of the day, every time you make one of these comments that makes somebody think, that's a win. Right. Mm -hmm. If they're, you know, like a lot of times, like when I was reading stuff back then, you know, I'd read stuff from like psychedelic Bart, you know, or IE, you know, pirate beach bum, you know, stuff like that, you know, hot pirate off, sticker like, behind you there. Right. There you go. <laughs> Taco pleb, you know, like, man, the, these were the tweets that used to sit there. And I was like, you know what? These guys, they make a good point. Yeah. You know, like they, they make a good point. And, and so I, I, I think that, yeah, I, I think that the pleb signal is getting strong. But look, another thing, something that Nico actually pointed out during one of our episodes was the, um, uh, the amount of uh, smaller denominated wallets is growing exponentially. I don't recall what the exact number is, but it's a glass node figure. It's on one of the episodes that we just recorded. Okay. And man, it's like that to me is some serious signal because people are unit bias is getting a little better. Bingo. You got it. That's the way I see it too. I see it that people are finally starting to realize that, Hey, wait a second. You know, this, 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 you know, quarter of a million sats or this, you know, 200,000 sats or whatever it is like, this is something real, mm -hmm. you know, like this is something that's worthwhile for me to take care of and for me to pay attention to and learn about and secure. So yeah, that's very cool. I think that's so. A good one. I think that's, that's a, a huge one. signal. And then, and then are there some stories going on now that, that people are getting excited about that you think are just overblown and not real, just like just more noise? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll okay. start while you think uh, like there's one where like the mayors are accepting paychecks and Bitcoin. I'm like, who cares? <laughs> but yes. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, I, I could definitely see that angle. Okay. So, um, we kind of have a tendency in Bitcoin, right. To really prop up, not the toxic, not, not us toxic Bitcoiners really, but the majority of the, if you want to call it a community and everyone's going to hate that, whatever you want to call it, communities or groupings of people or whatever you want to call it, tend to hoist, you know, like these prominent figures like on the, sh on our shoulders, right? People like Michael Saylor and, and, and stuff like that. And, mm. and I mean, look, I, I, I get it, right? It, it's, it's validation. It's, it's, makes us you know makes us feel good you know whether you want to accept it or not you're like yeah you know i was in the right place at the right time and i did the right research and this is some validation for the you know for for some of the work i've done and um i i think that that i think all of those stories get overblown i i, I think that these people's you know the, these people get get overblown and and they you know like like you just said right like the mayor right you know like the mayor of miami you know everybody was excited and then all of a sudden the guys guys fucking shit coining mm-hmm you know, it's, it's like, it, it bothers me, you know, it's like, don't get me wrong. Like none of us, like nobody gave a shit that we were buying Bitcoin. So what, just, just because more human beings know this human being or pay attention to what this human being does. Yeah. It, it's important that we all sit there and, 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 and cheer and ah, oh. we're still hoping that, that yeah. people who are incentivized to not get it will get it. And that might be like a losing battle. Yeah. yeah. I mean, until they're forced to, I, I feel like the entrenched are the ones that are going to be the last to get it because they got the most to lose.
Like, oh, dude, yeah. Uh, guys like Steve Hankey. Steve right. Hankey, you know, guys like that, man, they are totally, I mean, you know, he's he's sinking with the ship. He's sinking with the fiat boat. You um, know? So, so speaking of the fiat boat, that's a nice transition. I, I wanted to talk to you about retirement accounts. Hmm. Um, and, and to set the stage, like I have an IRA and, and I want to qualify this by saying that in my opinion, IRAs are kind of shit coins. Uh, you know, they're mutable, they're subject to changing rules. Um, I'm concerned about the possibility that a wealth tax will be added to it. That's a major threat. And if you leave, you can't take them with you. So it's not Bitcoin and that's not where you want to really keep most of your money. Um, but, but, um, it's a convenient way to keep money in a fiat system. That's got a tax advantage. So, you know, and in the future, I'd rather spend that dirty money than the corn. So I've got friends who own GBTC because that's they're not ready to self custody. Um, so you know, I wanted to talk to you about a breakdown of GBTC versus MicroStrategy because to me that's an interesting topic. Ah, uh, Barry Silbert, Barry Shilbert. Exactly. Huh? Exactly. I so look. You know what? It's going to depend. I think it's going to depend really on your, um, I mean, look, you know, you can, for the moment, you can buy technically a lot more GBTC than you can MicroStrategy in terms of, you know, unit bias, right? Yeah. MicroStrategy is quote unquote at the number, right? The number is higher. Now we're not talking about oh. shares and everything like that. I, I broke it you down know. a little bit. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, you did. The amount of Bitcoin you supposedly get is similar. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. So oh, okay, uh, good. Talk about that a little bit. Okay. Um, so to be, you know, be, so for me, right. Like in, in full disclosure, right. I don't own any of those products. Um, and I have like my 401k from work, uh, mm -hmm. which holds a basket of crap. Um, mm -hmm. and, but that is, I mean, that, that is a very, very small percentage. Um, you know, a very small percentage on the majority in Bitcoin, you know, 90% plus. Yeah. And, and that's where uh, you want to be because that's, that's the part that they can't touch or change the rules change that's the right. contract on you for sure. And, and you can take it with yep. you. So that's the safest place to be for sure. I'm not, I'm not advocating not having that. <laughs> but in terms of, in terms of, right, if you were to go between the two, um, I, I think, I think that um, for me personally, um, I, I would rather, I, I would rather hold micro strategy um, mm. than, than hold GBTC. But it's also because, and again, I know the GBTC has nothing to do with the giant shitcoin baskets that Barry also shills. Okay, yeah. I know that it's a separate product. Except the guy uh, that's controlling it has an interest in those shitcoins. Yeah, exactly. And and for me, it's just like, you know what? I mean, look, you can make money off GBTC. You can make some fiat. Nobody's questioning these things. Um, but at the end of the day, if, you know, if... I, I agree more with, you know, Michael Saylor's uh, obviously ethos than I do with Barry Shilbert's. So. Yeah, even though, and, and I'll mention this, like Saylor's isn't 100% what I would say, but but I trust well, him a lot more than Barry. Um, and so uh, a few years, a couple of years ago, I put half my IRA into GBTC. It was $4.40. And, and then I went all in. It was my, my cost basis was like less than eight bucks. So that was a good move. And then, but it's yeah. always, it's, it's always bothered me though. Cause I, I never trusted it because of Barry, right? So Barry Silbert signed a New York agreement, 2017, I think. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's just like a high level shit coiner. He's got all these shit coin funds and, but GBTC was just convenient because you can get it in an IRA um, tax advantage, but now it's underperforming. Like back then you'd have to pay a premium. You have to pay more. And as time goes on, it's failing to track the Bitcoin price. Mm. And, 
a lot in the way that gold's failing to track inflation, this product is failing in its mission to track this thing. Um, and, and right now it's currently priced like 20% under, it's like 80% the cost of a Bitcoin. It's, it's in one one thousandth of Bitcoin. And it's like mm-hmm. 80% of that. So, so it's not really fulfilling its mission. And I, I wonder, and I don't know the answer to this, but I wonder if that discount is due to the, uh, the high fees. I suppose it's got like a 2% a year fee. And I wonder if that's where the value is being sucked out of this product, but I'm not sure if that's true or not. Um, do you know anything about that? No, unfortunately, I really don't. Not that I expect you to, you know. Yeah, um, unfortunately, I really, I really don't know anything about that. Yeah, well, that's probably bad. good because it's not Bitcoin, <laughs> right? It's not Bitcoin. Um, but and there's rumors that it might become an ETF, but I wouldn't trust Grayscale at all. Um, Didn't they get rejected I, already? Uh, they said they oh. are applying for it, but like they're really dragging their feet because they get to charge these high fees. So like, if they turn to an ETF, then they're probably gonna have to charge lower fees, and that's bad for them. So like, they don't really want to. Um, but maybe they get more exposure. Mm, How much more exposure do they really get, though? It's already GBTC. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're making a killing. the The danger is if these other ETFs get approved, which maybe they have something to do with them not being approved. But if they get approved, everybody's going to flee this crappy product, mm. right? And do you remember? Um, this is back going back like 2014 when Coinbase threw all of its customers under the bus and, and sold them out to the IRS. Yep. I feel like Grayscale could be like one of those companies. And, and like when, when it comes to it, like, you know, your, your funds are going to be at risk there. Um, I've I've kind of always equated uh, the type, you know, the Barry type to the uh, Eric, uh, Eric Voorhees type. So yeah. to it's me, similar. Um, yeah, models. to me, it's like it, it's kind of like par for the course. Like I'd expect that too. you know, yeah. he's that that just that that's kind of but we're not going to be like, he's not going to protect us when it comes down to it. And I feel no. like sailor's got a little more integrity. Yeah. Um, yeah. A sailor's lot more gonna, integrity. Um, he's, sailor's more of a, you know what? I, I think um, he's a bit more of a strategist. Yeah. Sailor, 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 I think would pause and try to figure out a way, you know, kind of in a way, right. Kind of what he did around the time of the ESG narrative, like the ESG narrative was really heating up I for a while. I was, yeah, I wasn't very happy with how he handled that. I wasn't, you know what? I don't disagree with you on the surface. It can look, it, it definitely, I, I was initially pissed off. Okay. I was initially pissed off, but I feel as though mm-hmm. like after, after the whole thing, I feel that it kind of helped diffuse that that narrative a little bit. I feel mm. that in the long run, it ended up helping diffuse the narrative a bit. You think he was playing 4D chess? I do. I actually do think that he was playing 4D chess, you know? Maybe. And and, and it was it, it kind of just shut everybody up. That's true. I don't know, you know? Like, guys, I don't know. Hey, yeah. look, I could definitely be wrong, right? I mean, look, maybe a lot of these ESG people just blocked me, which is most likely. Um, but I don't know. I feel like, you know, at, now there's so much data, right, to, to just show that, no, you know, your, your ESG narrative doesn't make sense. Bitcoin doesn't destroy what you think it does. Um, you've got this all wrong. So, I, I, you know, I think, I think it's just easier to debunk now. So it's not that big. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. I, I hadn't quite thought about it that way, but um, yeah, that could make sense. So, so this pissed though. So this past week, I took my entire IRA and I swapped it into MicroStrategy, or yeah, MicroStrategy, and uh, I feel like Sailor owes me an invite to the 100K party. But 
Um, and then I did we're, some research after I did that. So <laughs> we're, we're, we're not getting invited to his hundred K party. No, we're, we're, we're going to go to a pleb hundred K party. We should, we, we definitely should plan something. I think we will. I, I know there's a, I know there's a few people talking about it every once in a while. The, you know, the talk comes up, right? Every once in a while, the talk comes up the hundred K party. Oh. As, as we get more and more into Bitcoin and, you know, farther away from our fiat mining jobs, maybe this will become a reality sometime. Yeah. Um, but um, so I did a little research and there's like 10 million shares. It's like 10 million, 300,000 shares of this micro strategy. Um, and I guess 2 million of those are like what Sailor uses to control everything, which is why he's able to do what he's able to do. But they're all valued supposedly the same amount uh, of fiat dollars. So the market cap is only $8.5 billion. Um, and they've got 114,000 Bitcoins and change, which is about $7.2 billion. So that equates to 0.011 Bitcoin per share. So there's about $630 worth of Bitcoin per share. Um, and that is probably about 75%, um, maybe 80% of, of the share price, uh, uh, of the share prices. It's just Bitcoin which leaves about, you know, less than $200 for the actual business and, and uh, its debt is taken into account, you know, to, to come up with that. So, so if we're talking 75, 80%, it's actually matching Bitcoin's price as well as the Grayscale product. Um, so, so if Bitcoin doubles in price, then that means that the uh, MicroStrategy uh, stock should go up about 75%. Um, and uh, let's see. And, and as time goes on and Bitcoin becomes an even greater percentage of MicroStrategy's market cap, then it should actually cl become closer and closer to tracking the true price. Hmm. Um, so, and I, I actually like being able to bet on a company that's doing the speculative attack and shorting US dollar. So, you know, you've got a company that's just borrowing money uh, at like, you know, no interest and it's just genius and putting it into Bitcoin. So, you know, if you want to bet on Bitcoin, you actually get to bet on the dollar going down and Bitcoin going up at the same time. Um, and I like that his timing is that he didn't do it right at the bubble top. Like a lot of people would do it. He's been doing it for a while. Um, so as time goes on, I guess their software business becomes less important because they really become more of a Bitcoin holding company if you're not considering them that already. Um, but, but it seems like a, a good play. Um, there are some risks though. Um, they said that in their annual report, uh, this was back in February, I believe they're third party custodying their Bitcoin. So they, they said that if, if their third party service providers experience a security breach, they might lose their Bitcoin. So to me, that's kind of alarming. So that, that, that's, uh, I hope that Sailor is going to self custody his Bitcoin. That's something I want to look at. Um, I mean, I feel as though he probably self-custodies his personal Bitcoin. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it's, it's a, I guess. I'd like to believe so. Yeah. I mean, when you look at Grayscale, somebody's self-custodying that too. I, I guess when you have a product like this, you can't be that picky because it's not like you're self-custodying it. And that's really all that matters. Either you are or you're not. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it's not Bitcoin, I guess. Um, but, but I, I love listening to sailor. I mean, he's, he's like a really amazing advocate and, you know, he did that hope.com, which is underrated. Um, yeah, but anything's possible, you know, um, what are the chances that giga giga Chad becomes a bad actor? What, what do you think? 
Uh, I hate speculating on that because yeah, actually, no, scratch that question. I don't want to put you in that situation. Um, but, um, I think it's low, <laughs> I think it's low, but, but anything's possible. And it's just, you know, Bitcoin's funny like that. Uh, yeah, you that was know, a bad question. My bad. No, no, it's not a bad question. It's not a bad question because I'm thinking about it and it's like, look, I'd love to believe that he doesn't become a bad actor and the percentage is like almost zero. Right. I'd love to believe that. Mm -hmm. But the but I think sometimes, you know what, though, he does have fuck you money. He does. Makes it less likely. He doesn't need. Yeah, it does. It does. It mean, when somebody guy. doesn't like, yeah, when somebody doesn't have to be at somebody else's beck yeah. and call, um, you know, like it, a it acid, becomes a super villain or something. Yeah, exactly. You know, or gets bitten by a did you, snake. Did you, did you see um, <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. Venom. <laughs> Thinking of like Venom, you know, or something like that, you know, becomes like Cobra <laughs> Commander. Uh, um, <laughs> did you see the Sailor and Samson interview on CNBC yesterday? Part of it. Yeah. It a was very small right, part right of in it. the beginning. Samson made this joke about it's going up forever, Deirdre, forever. Yes. Yes. I saw that. So I, I DM Samson. I was like, that was a good joke. He, he DM me back. And I told my wife, I was all excited, you know, and, and then uh, she goes, what would you do if Samson became a shit coiner? <laughs> and I was like, hey, oh. everything's in play. I hope not, though. Oh, God. I mean, don't get me wrong. They get enough. OK, so this is the thing, right, with Blockstream. And I totally lo like I, I love what they're doing for the space. You know, and I know that the, the shit coiners think that like, oh, Blockstream, uh, you know, like controls all the devs. And this is like they have no idea what the hell they're talking about. But anyways, my, my point is, is that. Blockstream gets enough flack because of Liquid, okay? So look, I am not a proponent of Liquid. I personally don't, I don't give a shit for it, okay? But at the very least, it's, it's built on Bitcoin, and at least I know that its base layer is not designed for rug pulls, okay? That, that, that's like, for me, it's like, all right, you know what? I don't like it, but it's there, and at least it's built on something solid, okay? I, I can give it that. But yeah, they, they get a lot of flack. So, but I, I would get pretty, I would get pretty disappointed. I, I would definitely get disappointed um, if they started to shill shit coins. Yeah. I, I saw that you had uh, Adam back on. Congratulations. That was a big guy. Yep. That was very um, cool. That was very difficult. These, some of these people are very difficult to get their attention because everybody is trying to get their attention. Yeah. So when, when you looked in his eyes, what did you think? Was he Satoshi? There was a quiet calmness. <laughs> it was a very quiet calmness. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You know, like it's always, I hate that. That question's the worst, right? Like it's so funny too, right? Like you always end up hearing that too from, so it's funny. We end up asking each other, but it's funny when it comes from like no coiners and stuff. And it's like, so who, you know, it's like when they finally start to tumble down the rabbit hole and they like, they're like, wait a second, nobody knows who Satoshi is. And like, they'll always come back and be like, so who do you think it is? And it's, you know what? I don't want to know who it is. I, just I don't want to know who it is. I don't even care who it is. I, I've thought about it way more than it deserves to be thought about. And I've wasted, I've wasted that time. That's time I'm never getting back. There's no point. It doesn't even matter. Are, are you going to be able to get Sailor on? Sailor does not listen to us. 
Sailor, we have messaged him. We have tweeted at him multiple times. Uh, we um, just got to get more of a campaign going. He it's he likes I, he likes going on everything. No, no, going. that's I I don't I don't I don't I don't always believe that. I don't always believe really? that. But don't get me wrong. I have hope. Just like his hope.com, I have hope.com that he is going to come on our show and bless us with a meme review and shoot the shit. Cuz but at the same time, right? Uh, one of the fellow, one, one, like one of my good friends in the Bitcoin space, right? And even like in, re, you know, like in real life, uh, Bass, you know, fellow Bitcoiner, like he pointed out that hey, you know, it'd be interesting to get these, you know, these other two people on, uh, a lady named Deirdre and another one. Um, his name is Christian, and you know, she's, she's like she's the CEO of I believe it's Thunder Games, you know, that's doing like Bitcoin integration in games and like a really cool game. From what I read, I'm not a gamer, so I'm not gonna pretend, you know, like I just I don't play games, but I looked at it and I'm like, fuck, that looks cool. Um, and the other guy is doing I believe like lightning payments, like streaming lightning payments or something like that. So, like. Like, yeah, you know, like, this is cool stuff. It's, you know. You don't play games? Yeah, no, I am so not a gamer. Like, I, I am one of those people who has a Sega Genesis emulator and a Nintendo emulator. Well, those That's, are solid. And, and, like, and I play, and, like, I'll, I'll play, like, games on my phone. You know, like that's about, but really like not even real games. Like I don't play like Candy Crush or any of that crap. Like I forget it. I rather read, I rather read or like scroll through Twitter. I just, I, I don't, or go on Telegram. I, I, or listen to somebody talk on spaces or something. I, I just you had don't. a slinky once, but you straightened it. Like Egon. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much it. No. I don't know, man. It's just not like, I don't know something about gaming. Like, and again, it's horribly, I, I, to each their own right if if you find it amazing and it's an outlet and it's fantastic and all that good stuff that is great but for me i have just always felt like it's an incredible waste of time for me i yeah. don't judge anyone else that does it because one of my best friends loves playing like loves games has always been a gamer every time i've gone to his house i just watch him play grand theft auto and i'm completely memorized you know, like that's that's a long time ago. But like, like any time he'd get like a, a GTA, I, I was like, all right, I'm coming over. You know, like we're just we're smoking joints and I'm watching you play this. They're porting that into VR now. That's gonna be sick. Are, that's see, like that's super cool. Okay, I am a huge fan of VR. I have an I have a uh, Oculus Rift headset uh, or the Quest. Yeah, the Quest. I have the Quest too. Um, oh, dude, we gotta we gotta shoot zombies together. I got one of those. Oh, cool. Okay, awesome. Yeah, we could shoot zombies together. Although I'm a, I'm a total geek and I just use it for working out. I play uh, this, uh, this boxing game, The Thrill of the Fight. Yeah, I like that. It's better than the uh, Rocky one. It's, right? Uh, yeah, the cheap one is, is way better. No, no, this one's out. so much better. You can move around. It's like it's real. Like, dude, honestly, yeah. like you go through multiple, like that's some serious cardio, especially if you don't like, you know, if you're not getting out and going to play team sports or something like that, or like I used to skateboard and snowboard, but I don't anymore. Like, yeah, you got to move, right? Like you, you have to move. Otherwise the body just starts to shut down. And that is just fantastic cardio every day. Awesome. So yeah, it's, it's, it's good stuff. And so you need cardio for bugging out. And, and one of, Ooh, one of my themes, out. yeah. Like, so one of the things I want to talk about in my podcast kind of regularly is, is this bugging out idea and and just like the philosophy of it you know and um so so with bitcoin like one of the core benefits is you can take it with you right so it's like the ultimate monetary bug out plan 
And, and like the classic examples, like when the Jews fled Nazi Germany, they had to leave their valuables and their gold behind because it's not portable or, or secure. So they had to start over. So Bitcoin fixed that problem. And, and bugging out this concept that if the shit hits the fan and it gets so bad, you can't stay in place um, and uh, you have to be prepared to leave like really fast. Um, you have to be prepared to leave before the roads get congested and you get stuck, right? So, and a lot of times this is thought of at like a national level, like, oh, if I don't like the tax laws here, I'm going to move somewhere else. But, but it could be on a local level too, because who knows, like, you know, people are getting crazy and stuff could happen, you know, and I don't want to be like this paranoid person, but it's not out of the realm of possibility that there could be like a nuclear accident or attack or a chemical spill or civil unrest or whatever. Um, maybe there's a hurricane or, you know, anything could happen. So, and the exercise is interesting to me because it forces efficiency. So, you know, we, we've got three people in my family. We've got three backpacks that my wife discovered last week, which was kind of awkward. Uh, <laughs> but, but you have to be like ultra efficient, right? So I'm getting old and my back's made out of paper mache. So I, got, I can't just carry everything. And it, it, doesn't make enough, it doesn't make sense to have like enough rice for 30 days, but no protein. Um, it doesn't make sense to have 500 ibuprofen, but no potassium iodide, um, right? And you can't That's carry right. a thousand rounds of ammo with you. You just can't. Like, I've tried it. <laughs> I know. You can't. <laughs> so, so, so this, this forces oh. you to be efficient and it, it really makes you reflect on your own life, right? So like, you know, why are you going to work all day, but sacrifice your health or not have time to enjoy yourself? You know, why are you going to have a thousand movies or books you're never going to use? You know, should you be putting your space to better use? You know, and then, and then this is where it gets interesting is if you take that a step further and, and you're thinking of like this three backpack vessel, it's like a fixed vessel of essential items. It's like a metaphor for the money. So like the fiat monetary system is this giant house full of stuff you'll never use. And it has no incentive at all to be efficient. And then Bitcoin's this money with forced efficiency, just like the bug out backpacks is storage with forced efficiency. So it really illustrates like this huge difference between um, how you would live with infinite vessels and how you'd live with fixed vessels. So I, I think that bugging out is kind of aligned with the ethos of, of Bitcoin. It's like, you know, we don't trust people to be responsible, right? And it's aligned with forced efficiency. So long question. <laughs> Have you thought about this? How much very so very interesting. And I think you should put out a tweet. I, th I think you should, you should put out a tweet like Bitcoin is like the bug out bag of like the financial system or some kind of thing like that. Something better than what I just said. But think about it. Um, okay. So interesting, right? So before I was into Bitcoin, okay, I, I was like, I, I've always been one of those people who just, I like, even when I was a kid, like I was like 16 years old and I was already like ultra paranoid. Um, <laughs> And it just, to me, like, it just seemed, you know, like, it just seemed like we were all coerced, like everything was coercion, like, it just, even when I was a kid in school, you know, it's, like, I, I think every person, right, it's as corny as it sounds, it's just like the Matrix, like, you just feel that something is wrong, but you can't really put your finger on it, you mm -hmm. know, and it's like, and it's just like something is broken all around you, you know, and so as soon as I could, you know, as soon as I went out on my own, I was like, all right, I could start to build like a little bug out bag and have like a whole bug out system and, and kind of like, I, I probably took the wrong approach. I think a lot of us, like, I think if you don't come from like a background where, you know, maybe you have a military background or you have kind of like a, you know, like, even though I did a lot of camping as a kid, mm -hmm. you know, like it was kind of like this like snobby kid camping, you know, you have like a bunk and you just have like your, you know, your duffel bags and a bed. You know, it's like you go out, like, you know, sleep in a tent for a week. Like, that's not really. Anyways, I'm just saying it's, you know, it's not really like camping. So anyways, my point is, is that, 
you know, unless you have a background in that, I think you're going to make a lot of mistakes. Okay. Like, and, and I probably made a ton of mistakes. And for me, what was kind of important, cause I, I live, you know, in, in like, it, you know, in the Northeast, you know, New England, like I was like, okay, you know what? You could end up in a situation where you have to leave your home and you have to carry a backpack. Okay. So what would you need like to actually be able to, you know, you would, you would essentially need a tent, right? The lightest tent possible that you could carry around, but that could withstand up to, you know, you know, like 80 mile an hour winds and stuff like that. And, you know, minus 40 degree weather, right? Like you, you need to have like a winterized tent. Mm -hmm. So I started to look for one of these, you know, and, and then it also dawned on me, well, wait a second. If you have a winterized tent and you're in this type of weather, you also need a proper sleeping bag that you can, that you can handle. And, you know, after doing some digging, you find out that the military sells a whole bunch of these sleeping bags that you could sleep in frozen water with, you know, like these things are freaking beasts, you know, and like, I was like, all right. And, and it's like different layers, you know, so depending on the weather, you know, you could remove layers and stuff like that. And they, they pack really well. I mean, don't get me wrong. This thing is not the lightest thing in the world, but it is a, you know, somewhat of a packing, you know, a, a packing sleeping bag. So, so yeah, they, like I definitely went down that road, but to your point with the food, right? Like that kind of always threw me for a loop. So, when, okay. So when it comes to water, I just have a bunch of filters. Mm -hmm. Because I believe that water is abundant. So this is my play, right? Like, this is my belief, and I could be wrong. And uh, if I'm wrong, uh, I don't have water, and I'm screwed. Oh, yeah, no, I totally have thought about this. I have a list and everything. Um, again, it's probably all bad advice, okay? It's all terrible advice. I don't know what I'm doing. But I've watched plenty of zombie shows and lots of doomsday preppers. So <laughs> I feel well, like I can do this. I think, I think it's Anyways. a good topic for us to be talking about because... Um, we're all kind of uh, learning and it's, it's like writing. Like you keep going back and revising your mistakes. Like I've been at this for months and I'm not done. Dude, I've been at this for years and I suck. I'm not even close to done. I was even going to get a radiation tent because I wasn't, these things aren't even that like, I shouldn't say they're not that expensive. It, all of this stuff is relative. Okay. All of this stuff is relative. So I think you can get a radiation tent for like 5,000 bucks. But the problem is, is that I think it only lasts like a week so realistically, if there's like, you know, an attack that involves radiation, you have about a week to figure out how you can survive. So mm. it's kind of weak to spend like 5K and like you're most likely just going to die. <laughs> it's going to suck, right? Like you're going to spend 5K and then you're going to get sick in this radiation. Test. Yeah, the potassium iodide is 20 bucks. Yeah, I know the potassium iodide, but again, right? You still, so what? So you have the potassium iodide. Now you still have to figure out a way out of this mess. There's still yeah. radiation all around you. Like, yeah. And now you don't have the tent. All you have are these pills. There's I don't a certain know. radius <laughs> where you have a chance, and there's a radius where you don't. I don't. It's true. Look, everything is on the spectrum, right? You have a spectrum of survival. There's like a spectrum of survival there. Um, but I, I've definitely, you know, like I definitely thought of this, and um, I, I and then, now I totally lost my thought on it. But but something like you and I, like you and I, are into like collectibles and geeky stuff. Yeah. You know, and someday when we have time, we might sell them, <laughs> right? I've sold most of them. Yeah, I, I'm working on it, but I need more time. I just you gotta uh, do it. My fiat job's killing week. me. But, but um, post one item a day. Yeah, just one. All you have to do is post one. Um, That's what I did. <laughs> but um, when you do the bug out, you know, exercise, you just realize how useless most of your crap is. Right? It's all useless. And um, oh, that's what that was my point. The water. Okay, so mm. you can't carry around water. Water is extremely heavy. It is impractical. We don't all have two hundred thousand dollar geospatial vehicles to, you know, 
ride around in the forest with. So all you can carry around are water. Oh, one of those? Huh? No. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, sorry. I got these. I got these like water bags. Have you seen? There's like super light water bags. Yes. So with your filter, you can fill them up. I have a few of those too, but still, I got myself a life straw. Mm -hmm. I have a life straw, and I have this other filter that filters up to. I think it's like. 5,000 gallons of water or 50,000 gallons or something like that. So like, and I even have one of those portable showers and stuff like that. And all of this like fits into your backpack. And yeah, I got like the proper, so that's okay. The other piece to this, right. Is, is the backpack, right? Wait, You'll quickly, huh? In the zombie apocalypse, you're going to be taking showers. Dude, you can't stink. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like if you could smell yourself, that's not enjoyable for you. It's not enjoyable for everyone. That's already suffering through a bunch of crap. Right. Okay. Let's be honest. Everyone's suffering. You have no food. You probably are not brushing your teeth. Everyone already smells. You got to take a shower. My family will love it. <laughs> no, no, you're so right. I got to look into the shower thing. You gotta, <laughs> the portable shower, it's just like a tiny bag. It has the hose with like the little shower head, you know, and obviously okay. you have to put it up. So you have the pressure and it heats up from the sun, yeah. you know, but okay. The backpack, right? You quickly realize that all backpacks, the majority of backpacks are shit. Yeah. You quickly realize that if you don't have a metal frame or a really strong abrasive plastic, but I suggest a metal frame, it's just not going to be something meant to carry any kind of load. So if you end up in a situation where you do have to be a nomad in the apocalypse, you do kind of need a real backpack that can carry load. You know, like you're, you're really like somebody's really cool Herschel bag or whatever. Like, sorry, you you're going down like that's going to hurt your back it's not going to feel good and you're going to be really sorry nice well, those are good tips man thank you i'm glad i brought this up <laughs> i've thought of this but again i i don't think i've done nearly as well as like i've gone to other like prepper rooms in telegram and i've listened to like prepper spaces and those guys they know shit like they know how to make stuff like they don't need a backpack they could sew a backpack from the <laughs> things that they find they're like nah you don't need any of those things. You just find it on the way in the woods. I'm like, I don't know how to do mind. any of that. I need all of these things. Okay. The closest thing I have, like, like, you know, like to start a fire, I have Tinder and I have lots of lighters. Okay. Because I, I don't, I do not believe that I can necessarily, like if maybe if I had to, I could make fire with the stones, right? Yeah. Maybe if I could, I have definitely gotten rocks to spark, but I definitely think I'll be better off with a lighter or a sparker. There's a tiny little Zippo flint wheel that takes Zippo flint and it's just, yep. it's just tiny and it's way better than those little stones that are impossible to use i have all of them i have like the the flint things and everything i've got like the fire starters and and even like the little pieces you know you got those those pieces that come in the first aid kits that they just it's like insta flame i bought those too yeah, <laughs> of course you know it's, it's just look you, you end up getting all of these things uh, it's it's brutal and i ended up because of this just so you know because of this i ended up with like five different backpacks by the way, I became like this backpack junkie. Yeah, yeah. It was brutal. You'll it, get it was one that's not quite good enough, right? And it's life and death. Exactly. And you're not going to know. See, okay, so that's the, and I know we're going on here. It's like seven, it's, it's like an hour and a half. The The other thing is this, right? Is, is that, you know, the, oh shit, I lost it. I lost it. I feel terrible when that happens, but I lost it. So it, you had it, a it lot had of backpacks. Do, it, had, it had to do, it had to do, oh yeah, that's right. That's what it had to do with. So look. All of these items that, that you get and that you train and that you test for, like I've filled up my backpack. I've like I've walked around with it and everything to see what it would be like. Um, and what you realize is, is that these things you're only going to use. When shit hits the fan. 
Like in the reality, like the reality is, is that these are things you never want to have to use. So you're only going to use them for real if things go horribly wrong. Ideally, you go camping and you test it out. Not, not that I can say I've done that. That's the, yeah, exactly. Then that's the thing, right? I haven't gone camping in years. So the best thing I could do is stick everything in a backpack and go to the park and then like walk through the trails. You need to go camping. I know. I haven't gone in so many years. I used to go every summer. It's, it's amazing. But again, so, camping with the guys is just like, you know, four, four days of not taking showers and being disgusting and just being ripped and having fun. So it's, again, you know, you're not, although it's partially the real camping experience, it's not the full apocalypse experience. Well, right? you just told me that stinking was not fun. It's not, but that's fun because you know for a fact you're coming back to a shower. Remember, like the real scenario is you're not coming back to a home. It's apocalypse time, right? Everything is everything has gone to shit, right? It's all gone to the dogs, all right. And we're we're stuck out there, dude. I, I know I kept you forever. I'm almost I'm almost done. I swear. No, no, um, it's okay. This so. is great. We're having a great <laughs> chat. I hope other I hope people listening find it as interesting as we do. I think it's pretty cool. Um, so so um, you and I in April. We're, we're talking about the possibility of us crashing again. And, and this is, yes. it's a dumb question, but it's fun. Um, you know, and, and, and you and I both had kind of similar views that we might get up. We both said, I think 200 to 300 ish, and then possibly a crash afterwards. Have, have you revised your view or do you still think that we're playing out that way? What did I say in April? I don't remember. Did we, did we that, say this um, was going to be a crash? I got to go back. I, I was the one that was saying there would be a crash and you weren't, you weren't feeling that strong about that, but you said you thought the top of this bubble might be like two or 300. Yeah. And we accepted that there might be a crash. I, you know, uh, it's, I hate, I hate the predictions. I hate the predictions because, because then it makes me like a, it, it makes me like one of these plan B fools, yeah. you know, like, so, so look, you know, my, my testicular analysis, right? Like pirate beach bum, right. going to give a shout out to his scientific method. Okay. He just the, uses the his balls. Testicular analysis. Yeah. You know, it's perfect. Um, look, was I disappointed when we pulled back from the 64K initially? Yes. But at the same time, I felt that with the way that we pulled back, that it wasn't strong enough to merit, like, full retracement. Um and that being said, things played out, right? The way that they did, we, we did pull all the way, right? We, you know, we did back then we were at 48 K. Um, and it, you know, people were calling for the thirties, right? People were calling for it. You had, you know, you always got the line drawers. They like to draw the lines up or down. Um, it did, it did pull back to that after 64, it went down the high twenties, I think for a brief it did. period. Yeah. It, it did. And, and to me, like, that was like, you know, that was like just a nice big step down and it found a really strong base at that level. Um, but look, you know, we are where we are right now. We're like sitting at like 64 something, I think. Yeah. I think tonight. I, yeah. Tonight we just did a little pump where it's 65, 133. Oh, really? But look, yeah, I, I think, I think the fact that we're holding these price levels. Okay. And not only that we're holding these price levels, but, and if it means anything, because human beings, we love to create patterns out of nothing. It's our nature. Um, it's part of our mind. Yeah. And it, it looks like we're building a really strong base and that we're getting ready to do the move higher. Like it, it looks like we're getting ready for yeah. that move. We've seen this pattern before. Yeah, exactly. 2013. 
Yeah. And it's and not the 20 look, the 2017 was a crash. Like I, I watched it. I was part like that was, I was seriously into like, I, this was every day of my life all day long in 2017. Yeah. And the pattern to me does not look the same as 2017 anymore. Yeah. Well, uh, like although it could, it could be argued that this is similar to the move from 10 to 20 K. Right? right. Because, it's because it did crash down before doing the epic move to 20 K. Last time we talked, that was the move in the beginning of 17 or the beginning of 13. You know, it's, it wasn't the, the peak of the thing. I'm, I'm still prepared for a big crash though. I, 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 we made a bet with that. Uh, I want to say the guy's name is TMC on Twitter. I think I bet him like one or 2 million sats or something like that, but I still think we're going to crash at the end of this one, but I, I hope to be wrong. Well, I mean, look, the thing is, okay, do we crash after reaching 200K? Because don't get me wrong, a 50% a haircut on 200K, uh, yeah. yeah. We'll be having a party at that point. But, I mean, exactly, you know, like it'll still be a party. It, it, it's still Bitcoin at 100K. It's still Peter Schiff losing his freaking mind because we're 400K but, away from making him completely irrelevant. But I, even though he already is. As happy as you and I would be with that scenario, I think it's important to kind of set expectations for noobs because there's going to be... Like there's a lot of our friends that have never bought Bitcoin and it's going to blow past a hundred thousand and they're going to start getting excited. And they're they, there's a risk that they dump it at the top. And then when it crashes, we lose them forever and they're going to be all bitter. Right. So I think it's important to talk about the crash so that those people become Bitcoiners, you know, at, at some point. I think that kind of also has to do with how you orange pill people, not you personally, I guess maybe you personally, but, yeah. um, you know, like uh, when I, when I orange pill people, I, and look, maybe it's because maybe this is why I can't orange pill that many people, but I often stick to the, you know, the tenants about the censorship resistant properties and the, you know, the, the, you know, the, the fact that the government can't seize your funds and, and the time value storage. I, I really, but just, honestly, but just I really don't mention, they mention the number go up to me. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, you're saying the right thing, but but normal people don't get interested till the price like runs and then it's in the media yeah. and you know it's stupid, but that that's how it is. So yeah, exactly. You know, I, I mean, it, it's it's tough. What I don't like about the number go up stuff, right? And this kind of has to do, I think, with the the ability to you know to do to do sales. It's like, I believe in Bitcoin, right? I believe in Bitcoin for myself. It's one of those things. I, I'm not an absolutist. I'm not one of those people who like has to be right or or wrong or, or something. I'd like, I don't have to have an absolute stance. I, I guess you'd, I'd consider myself like a fallibilist, you know, like, like, I just, I don't, you know, like I, I, I believe I know what I know, but Hey, you know, like how much do I really know? And what is that knowledge really worth and all of that crap and what is really known and, you know, shifts, you know, facts always change. So my point is, is that Bitcoin right now in its properties, right? Bitcoin is the hardest, best asset to store our time value. And that is the best proposition I can make to anyone. Now, if that means that the fiat dollar value of it goes up as a result, which it's kind of baked into the way that it works, then okay, that that's great. But for me, like, it's really about the censorship resistance and the, the full, you know, the full ownership. So that, yeah. that's, you know, I that's think that's well said, for you sure. know? Um, it's, uh, but when you, when these people don't realize that that's the problem, it just goes over their heads, it's painful. <laughs> um, but um, it, it usually does. So, so I, I, had, I had wanted to talk about this before you and I talked a little before our show, but um, I was looking at Bitcoin 22 
and I noticed that you and Nico weren't listed. And, and I don't understand why people like Andrew Yang are speakers. I'm, is somebody going to tell them that UBI and Bitcoin are mutually ex exclusive states? Um, and there's an influence in there that's in there that simps for Pedro that, that was listed, you know, so I don't, I don't know. Uh, what, what do you think is going on over there? Uh, I look, you know what? They, they got some shit coiners that work for them. That's for sure. Um, they definitely have some shit coiners. I, I, I get, I get disappointed with the influencer circle jerk, you know, like I, I definitely do. And, you know, it, it's, it's really it's really too bad right because these should be these should be shows about signal you know like yeah you would have thought it, last really, year they would have learned that lesson you you know you'd think so and i know that we're not listed but hopefully you know hopefully something is in the works you know we never know you know for 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 the plebs like we we'd like that i mean at, at the end of the day at the end of the day all of this is made possible whether these shit coiners want to believe it or not, right? And whether these self-interested people, you know, want to believe it or not, all of this is made possible because of Bitcoin. Yeah, I mean, not not that nothing else. Not that Bitcoin Magazine would even want me, but I, I put a lot of effort in that article, and I was just thinking Citadel Twenty One the whole time because ethos, you know. Um, there you go. But um, and I was looking at the price, you know, of admission. Like, there's this whale pass. It's like twelve grand, right? So it's like 20% of a Bitcoin and general admissions, like 600 bucks and, and they got some good speakers, but these are people that I've been listening to for free for years. Right. So, and, and I've, it's, I've made some decent money in the, in the space, but like, I wouldn't want to spend that. I'd rather go hang out with you guys and have a beer. Right. Exactly. Right. So, so who goes to these things? I, you know, look, I, I really think, so this is, this kind of brings me back to like when I go to trade shows for my job, um, it's it's networking it's it's all just it's all just networking company you know people? like that that's kind of one of the re i'm sorry it's like just like companies will send their people there to meet people from other companies i mean and obviously there's there, there's bitcoiners right and there's shit coiners and stuff but at the end of the day it's it's people who want to you know who really want to promote themselves and stuff like that and you know i mean I, I didn't go to the last one. I didn't go to the, I didn't go to the ones before. I don't really go to any of these shows. It's really not my thing. I'm not like, I'm an introvert really. Um, I so feel like it's kind of Nico should be there though. Like I we, really we want to be there just representing plebs, right? We want to be there representing plebs and being that, that, that voice that nobody wants to hear about how your shit coin doesn't need to exist. Yeah. Like, so we, we want to be that, that annoying, that annoying counter voice. And, and we want as many plebs, you know, like to, you know, that, that can join us to join us. But at the same time, I personally think that, Hey, if, if, if you're, you know, if it's not a whole bunch of extra money, then you should be stacking that shit because I was, and I do yeah. <laughs> like, I don't really like for me, like stacking is the most important thing. So like that is, you know, these kind of shows, like they're just influencer circle jerks. Yeah, that, last year they that's had. Really, that's really what they are. Yeah, you Raul know? was speaking last year, and I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, like, you know, who would who would want to go present at something that they're letting Raul talk? And then Nico went, and I thought about it, and I was like, well, it, it's good that Nico's there. At least somebody's there is saying the truth, you know. So I almost think that if, if you guys get invited, you should go. But I wish they'd do better. Um, but yeah, I. <laughs> I think they, I, I think they should have more Bitcoin. I think they should have more Bitcoin only content. I, I, I personally think that Bitcoin magazine, um, especially with the name 
should yeah. have if they're if they're gonna i understand that they do the bitcoin conference but then i think it should be a truly bitcoin only conference i, I, those I, guys personally, talk. I mean they know better i don't think they need i i, I personally like I don't think they need the shitcoin money. I don't think they need the shitcoin promoters. I don't think any, you know, it's like, I know this, it's going to sound totally corny, but it's that whole like build it and they will come kind of thing, you know? I mean, so it's it's kind of like, you know, like, okay, you know what? For example, and like when I first got into this space and I started doing my podcast and I started interviewing plebs, I feel like nobody was interviewing plebs. You could correct me if I'm wrong, but like, I feel like like nobody was doing it, and every every podcast you listened to was just a circle jerk thing, you know, listening to, you know, like uh, Dan Held or you know Meltem, you know, or something like that. I think or, you're you right. Know, I, mean, I, I think you're right. Right, like it was always like some some influencer, right? Like you know, or or a programmer or something like that. And don't get me wrong, listening to the technical stuff is interesting, but at some point, like if you're not technical, you don't understand what the fuck they're saying. Okay, and it all sounds really fun, but eventually you're just tuning it out. So I, I just like, you know, I, I think that it's important to have like proper, like if you want Bitcoin, if you actually want Bitcoin to be a truly, like if you want it to continue a, being a grassroots movement, mm -hmm. you have to allow, you know, you not, no, bad phrasing, not allow. Um, it has to happen that these grassroots people come along and decide to contribute and 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 build and and grow in the space and i think it's beautiful i think we have so many more plebs now that produce so much more pleb content you know all around like from from youtube to the podcast to you know the the magazines to it's it's fantastic like this is what needs to happen because you know like i've i've said this before you know fiat doesn't capture hearts and minds it just captures your your pocketbook mm -hmm. and your incentives that that's great, right? I, I get that. You're willing to do a certain amount, but when something captures hearts and minds, there's a different level of commitment to things. There there's a different way of seeing things. And there there's you know, what you're putting into it, I think, is a little bit more. Yeah. And another nice thing that's happening is as Bitcoin's also helping the pocketbooks, like people are getting more freedom to produce content. Yeah. Uh, I'm so right. happy for you, you know, bringing this simply Bitcoin to full time. That's really cool. I'm super excited. I, I, I really am. It's, it's going to be, don't get me wrong. I'm also afraid, right? Like I haven't been on my own in 20 years. Uh, that was the last time. So like, I was one of those people who had a few businesses and you know, the first one didn't do well. The second one did even worse. And the third one did even worse than that. Or no, let me rephrase that. The third one actually did better than that. But I, I was like, I, I was one of those people who just got sick of it. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm just going to go get a paycheck. I am going to simply save because I, I learned that it's not about how much you make, it's about how much you save. Mm. So I, I, what I started to do was I started to buy a lot of uh, dividend reinvesting stocks. Mm -hmm. Instead of going into a 401k, I just started looking up all these stocks that have really high you know, dividend payments and increasing dividend payments. They're actually called the aristocrat stocks. You can go Google that crap. Um, and there's a whole bunch of stocks like Hormel and um, um, Miracle Grow and whole bunch of boring companies right procter gamble stuff like that you know best boring of a shitty system sorry it's the best of a shitty system right and every quarter or every year their dividend payment just keeps going up like clockwork because they just keep making more cash because you keep needing more razor blades everyone buys coca-cola you know what i mean like and everybody pretty much eats processed something so hormel anyways so and and miracle grow right like who doesn't plant plants 
you know, like in the Western world <clears throat> amongst other places. But anyways, okay. So, you know, I was like on this big like bend for that stuff. And and that's, you know, like for, for me, like that that was the whole thing, right? You know, you just, you, you do that and, you know, you just find a, it doesn't matter. You just need to focus on that. And maybe you stay in the rat race for like 15, 20 years because you focus all of your savings into that. And it ends up creating a salary all on its own because it's dividend reinvestment. You set up a dividend reinvestment program or a drip so that every quarter, instead of paying you out the cash from the dividend, from the shares that you have, the dividend payment, they simply buy more shares. So you accumulate more and more shares, and then eventually that turns into a salary, right? Because every quarter you're getting paid a certain amount of money. And what you can do is you turn off the drip at a certain age, and that way it turns into a salary. And that salary enables you to quit your job and start doing what you love. So that was my original plan. Mm -hmm. And then I found Bitcoin. So my plan got elong got extended a bit. Uh, I should have ended it a lot earlier if I would have stayed in my drip thing, but I went into Bitcoin and I started shitcoining has nothing to do with Bitcoin had to do with my bad decisions. Okay. That I shitcoined and I didn't learn my lesson and I lost a lot of money and had to start from scratch, but took a little bit longer, but still, you know, like found Bitcoin and was able to essentially speed up the process because it actually stores the value much better than those dividend than that idea did. Yeah, so. You found the thing worth saving. Yeah, exactly. Awesome, man. Well, you know, I'm, I'm really happy to bring you back into the podcast world. Um, I'm, I'm super happy to be here, man. This is really cool. Um, yeah, thank you so much. It's not for, often uh, that I'm on this side, by the way. <laughs> it's not often that I'm on this side, and I feel like everybody's heard my stories a million times. So I really, I, I'm totally, you know, I just love shooting the shit with you, man. I really appreciate it. This feels kind of the same, actually. Um, but but th thank you, man. I, I really appreciate you you being my guest, and, and it's awesome to catch up with you. Um, is there anything you want to plug or, or, or talk about? Um, you know what? Just, hey, you know, if you're going on YouTube and you want a Bitcoin only, you know, you want to actually watch a true Bitcoin only show that really is, you know, pleb signal that's not trying to shill you some garbage project that you don't need to invest in, check out Simply Bitcoin. You know, we got you covered. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing show and, and all the information is just fantastic and these guys are not going to lead you astray. So, um, you know, I, I, I enjoy watching it and uh, I, I hope you guys can keep up the good work and uh, have a little more free time to do it. Man, I appreciate it, man. I'm super excited for the future. I, I honestly haven't been this excited in a very long time, at least 20 years. <laughs> um, and then I'll, I'll post your Twitter handle in the show notes. Um, and uh, yeah. Thanks a lot, man. Uh, I hope hope uh, hope to keep in touch with you, and, and maybe we can do this again someday. Absolutely, man. Anytime. All right, all right. You take it easy, Phil. Take it easy, man. All right. Peace.